Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahirrabbilalamin. Wassalatu wassalamu ala Sayyidi Mursaleen. Amma bad. Fa'audhu billahi minashshaytanirrajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalatu wassalamu alayka ya Rasulullah. Wa alika ashabika ya Habibullah. Assalatu wassalamu alayka ya Nabiyallah. Wa alika ashabika ya Nurullah. Sallu ala al-Habib sallallahu ta'ala ala Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. All praise and thanks is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of the worlds, the beneficent, the merciful, the master of the day of judgment, and He alone we worship, and He alone we ask for help. And we send peace, blessings, and salutations upon His beloved Prophet Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and His blessed household. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. And this is your host Imam Jadaya here. And today we are continuing our spiritual journey through the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we can learn to understand our Lord and gain closeness to Him insha'Allah. Today alhamdulillah, we are going to dive into three other names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of these names is Al-Mu'minu, the giver of peace. Al-Mu'minu, Jalalun Jalu, fulfills the desires of his servants and do not make them lose hope. Respected brothers and sisters, there are so many things in this world which are poisonous to us, like snakes and scorpions. Some are harmful, such as beasts and wild animals. There are thousands of diseases, bacteria, and other difficulties and disasters. If we are walking, then something poisonous in the atmosphere can cause us harm. If we are walking under a tree, then some poisonous insect can bite us. There are thousands of people who travel through the seas and rivers. If a ship sinks in the middle of the ocean, who will save them? This name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes with a very beautiful story. And this story is titled, That One Handful. On the day of the Battle of Badr, the Kuffar were heading towards the Muslims with great pride. They were thinking that the Muslims are only a handful of 313, and we are much greater in number of a thousand young men. Upon seeing the army of the Kuffar, the disbelievers, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by saying, O oh Allah, the promise which you have made for victory, fulfill that promise quickly. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had to keep the Muslims safe from the disbelievers because he is the one who protects us against difficulties and death. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Hazrat Jibreel alayhi salatu wassalam. Hazrat Jibreel alayhi salatu wassalam mentioned to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, take a handful of sand and throw it towards the kuffar. Hence Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam did as he was told. Due to that handful of sand, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ruined the army of the kuffar. That one handful of sand spread in such a way that it entered into the eyes of all the disbelievers. 
and the entire army was ruined. The Muslims chased the disbelievers and destroyed them. Initially, the Muslims were surrounded by many types of doubt, but in just a short time, they achieved such a victory that they started to tell each other about what happened. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this ayat in the Quran. Those people who were killed by your hand, you did not kill them, but Allah killed them. O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that handful of stone which you threw was not thrown by you, rather it was thrown by Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted the Muslims peace from the sword, difficulties and harms of the kuffar and ruined the entire army of the disbelievers from just one handful of sand. The amount of difficulties aimed at Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam from the disbelievers were on the rise. Brothers, relatives, the kuffar wanted to exile Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam out from Makkatul Muqarrama. And now Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam had to migrate to Madinatul Munarrara by the command of Allah azawajal. On the journey to Medina, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, close friend was with him. And that was Hazrat Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiyallahu an. But during this time, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam neither had any convenience, nor any place to take shelter. The kuffar in Makkah, the disbelievers of Makkah, who were pursuing Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, were on they were on their tail. They were pursuing Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But they were not protected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the being which gives success to the means of defeat, honor from the means of disgrace, and peace from the means of death, granted peace to his beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam in these difficult times. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was commanded to take refuge in a cave. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam and Hazrat Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiyallahu an took refuge in the cave of Thor. The kuffar reached till the opening of the cave and they were about to enter and capture them. Hazrat Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiyallahu an said, O Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they have reached us, but Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam remained calm and said to Hazrat Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, La tahzan, inna allaha ma'ana. Do not worry, surely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with us. By the command of Al-Mu'minu, Jalalun Jalu, a dove laid its egg, and a spider spun its web in the mouth of the cave. When the kuffar saw the egg and the spider web, they started saying, They cannot be inside this cave, or else this egg and spider web would have not been here. Al-Mu'minu, Jalalun Jalu, granted peace to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected them in the cave. 
Now, Alhamdulillah, we are going to embark on the second name, which is Al-Muhayminul, the guardian. Al-Muhayminul Jalalun Jalu is the one who supervises all the works of his creation. He guards each and every grain and drop. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the guardian of everything. And he has granted everyone with things through which they are, which they can protect themselves. Example, he has given wounds a strong cover as its skin. When anything attacks it, it hides its neck and hides its neck in its cover. Its cover is as hard as stone and th through it, it is protected from harm and enemies. Alhamdulillah, the next name which we are going to do today is Al-Azizu, the Mighty. Whoever goes against Al-Azizu Al-Jalalun Jalu is an enemy. Then he is very, very, very severe in punishing his enemies. And when he decides to punish someone, then there is nothing in this world that can stop the punishment from coming. This blessed name, Al-Azizu, appears in the Holy Quran in 92 places. Al-Azizu is so powerful that no one can defeat him. No one can free himself from his possession. There is no one from amongst his creation who is out of his possession. He is the most mighty and the most powerful. Now, Alhamdulillah, the story that goes with this name is a story and it is a tafsir of Suratul Fil. And if you know Suratul Fil, it is one of the last 10 surahs. You can go and check it out and read it and you will understand the tafsir of this surah by this story. He left for Makkah with a huge army, said Grandpa. Who left with a huge army? Hamza came late for the story and he heard Grandpa saying only this statement. He asked with curiosity and sat by Grandpa. You big eater! You just started asking as soon as you came in? Hafeedullah. Who was listening attentively to the story? Said with a frown. Now he had lost the taste of the story. Grandpa, you should start from the same place. He should have come before. He is always thinking about eating. This big eater, Hafeedullah. But not. What the story to be started again? He was making faces at the story being interrupted. Grandpa, I made a mistake. I will not be late next time. Hamza acknowledged his mistake and made an innocent face up to Grandpa. Good boy. You must always acknowledge your mistake straight away. And let us start the story. From the beginning, there is no harm done. Hamza, it is your little brother. You should be kind to those younger than you. Grandpa said to him in an understanding tone. Okay, Grandpa, it's fine. You can start the story again. Hamza, I was saying about 1500 years ago when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa was not born yet. He was born 40 years after this incident. 
No, some say 40 years. Some say 40 days. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. <clears throat> there was a governor of Yemen and his name was Abraha. People from his country used to go to the place of pilgrimage to make Hajj, which is Makkah. Satan whispered into Abraha's ears and filled his heart with hatred of Baitullah, the house of Allah, which is the Kaaba. He wanted that the people come to Yemen to perform their pilgrimage instead of going to the house of Allah. He constructed a large church and the church was so high that a man standing by would not even be seen at its top. The church was made of gold and silver and other precious stones. But the people still went to Makkatul Muqarramah to perform the Hajj and pilgrimage. And no one came to his church. So he made an announcement that no one will go to Makkah from this country to perform Hajj. Ouch! What happened? Grandpa said upon him. Hafidullah screams. Grandpa, Hamza pinched me. Hafidullah completed, uh, complained about Hamza. No, Grandpa, I did not do anything. Hamza said innocently. Look, there is a pin here. Hamza showed them the pin. Son, those things should be put into a bag immediately. So, he puts it in a bag. Hafid had forgotten to put back the pin. He became ashamed by his mistake. Remember next time, said Grandpa. So, where I was, asked Grandpa Hamza replied. The people did not. The governor built a very big church. Yes. What was his name? Asked Grandpa, the both of them just stared at his face. Both of them were trying to recall the name. My son, this is a result of not listening attentively. Oh, I remember. His name was Abraha. People were not coming to worship at the church, which Abraha made to turn the people away from the house of Allah. The honor of the house of Allah was in the hearts of all the kuffar at the time. Thus, someone secretly went and made the church very dirty. Now the king was in rage and anger. He said, Now I will go to Makkah and destroy the Kaaba. He left for Makkah with a huge army. In this army was such an elephant, which type was not present in the world. How many were the soldiers? There were 60,000 soldiers and 13 elephants in the army. Some said that the elephant, one of the elephants, was a white elephant. Abraha. <clears throat> Abraha had defeated two big tribes on the way to Makkah as well. Upon reaching Makkah, he stole people's camels and goats. From the camels, 200 of them belonged to Abdul Muttalib who was the grandfather of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Abraha made an announcement that he was there to destroy the Kaaba and nobody should interfere with him. If anyone interfered, they will be ruined. Abdul Muttalib was the leader of the people of Makkah at the time. Everyone respected him very greatly. The people requested him that he must go to Abraha 
and stop him from destroying Baytullah, the Kaaba. When Abdullah went to visit Abraha, Abraha was overcome with awe. He made him sit with great respect and asked him what he thought. Abdullah replied calmly that your army stole my camels. Please return them to me. Upon hearing this, Abraha became confused that instead of talking about saving the Kaaba, he only worried about his camels. Abraha said, My heart was filled with awe upon your coming, but now that awe of yours that filled my heart is gone. You only care about your camels. Abdullah said, Abdul Muttalib, May Allah be pleased with him, the grandfather of Rasulullah said to Abraha, The camels belong to me. This is why I am worried about them. I am not the master of the Kaaba, but the master of the Kaaba. The master of the Kaaba, but the master of the master of the Kaaba is a great being who knows how to protect his house. Abraha was intoxicated by power and the great strength of his army. He did not dismiss the idea of destroying the Kaaba. Rather, he said, your Lord will not be able to save it from my hands. Abdul Muttalib replied, Then you have a choice. You can do whatever you want to do. Abdul Muttalib, may Allah be pleased with him, returned to the people of Makkah and said to them, We do not have that power to go against the army of Abraha. So it is better for us to collect our wealth and children and go to the mountain tops. As the story was progressing deeper and deeper, the children's faces were becoming more and more serious. The next day, Abraha headed towards Makkah with his 60,000 men and 13 elephants. Just as they entered the boundary of Makkah, the elephant sat down. The owners firstly thought that it would get up on its own, but it did not get up. Then, they tortured the elephant so much that it became severely injured. They put steel hooks into its nose, but it still did not get up. Then the owners turned the elephant in another direction. It would immediately get up and start running. But as soon as it faced towards Makkatul Muqarramah and the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it would sit down again. Abraha was furious. He got very angry and agitated about this. His army was confused, but still he did not go back. Abraha did not go back. He didn't turn back. He was so determined to destroy the house of Allah. All of a sudden, birds started surrounding all of them from all the four corners of the sky the birds started attacking the army and not with bombs or guns rather with small pebbles of baked clay those pebbles were even stronger than atom bombs so imagine a big army massive army and the sky has been filled with birds and in the with these birds they were baked 
clay, like stones, small little pieces of blade clay, like stones or pebbles. And one was held in the mouths of these birds, and two were in the claws. And whoever, and they started to pelt these stones. And whomever the pebbles fell, it would tear the person from head to toe. Or it will pierce the person from where it entered straight to the other side. Water, blood and pus were started flowing out of their bodies. Imagine a sight like that, respected as an Ram, my brothers and sisters. Limbs were starting to fall off their bodies and it would rot. Imagine when the stones would hit the disbelievers. The army of Abraha, when it would hit their arms, their arms will fall off. When it hit their legs, their legs will fall off. And not in a matter of months, you know, brothers and sisters. Respected friends, it happened instantly, right away. It will fall apart. Imagine that sight. Look at the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The elephants became wild and the horses started to become very loud. Abraha's army was in great peril. Relics, pressure. Their bodies became like eaten straw due to the rot. Due to when the body started to rot, it started to look like eaten up straw all over the place. Abraha's army was ruined. Even Abraha tore into pieces. Two guides of Abraha's elephant, Mahmud, were left in Makkah, but in such a condition that they became blind and handicapped. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them this punishment in this world. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is the Most High, showed everyone by protecting the Kaaba. This beautiful incident and story could be found in the tafsir of Suratul Fil. This incident was mentioned in Suratul Fil. After hearing this story about the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we should all say Allahu Akbar, Allah is the greatest. And we should all worship Allah and beg Allah for His forgiveness and His mercy. And for Him to guide us on the path of us sirat al-mustaqeem. Now alhamdulillah, we as we have come to the end of our beautiful session today, now we are going to take our leave. I thank you all for listening. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless every single one of us, have mercy upon us and raise us in rank. And join us again on our spiritual journey through the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we can gain His love his mercy and his forgiveness. And we ask of him to guide us on the path of Asurat al-Mustaqeem. It is your host, Imam Jadaya. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.